0: Facebook is evil. The internet is a big dumpster. I'm and don't give a fucking hey Do you think you can drive a bigger truck? So wear your baseball cap and decide to let everyone know that you're a nice guy. So was cool, so impressed. nice guy who speaks through his fist. prick with a penchant for messing with heads, a broken nose for dinner and breakfast in bed, alcoholic, paranoid, and suicidal too, but you're probably kill her uh, before she gets away from you, She losing the blue, mud and cry, all your friends say that you're a nice guy, have a drink, this one's on me, look you're doing fine, losing to your disease, no, my I'll pack your bags, very you
1: Welcome to the Plex. We usually do this show on uh, Sunday, 7 p.m. Pacific, but it is uh, Monday, Christmas Day at uh, 9 p.m. Pacific uh, because I was off last night. Had some uh, family stuff to attend to. As you can see the lighting's a little festive with the green behind me, but don't worry. The stories uh, will not be festive. It will be the same old fucking stuff. Um, you can support this project. I don't know, hitting an exclamation point tip in the chat if you are feeling generous, or um, streamlabs.com slash EchoPlexMedia. You can obviously just go to our website, EchoPlexMedia.com, and click the support tab for many ways to support this program. And um, even though it's fucking Christmas, this is what the people want.
2: I don't hate the cops! There's a person inside when the truncheon stops Donate the cops When the raiders come Who will protect the shops Donate the cops They're a sensitive bunch If you don't stop throwing your rocks Snap, crackle, pop Is the sound of a taser Your body drops Donate the cops Donate the cops Donate the cops Like your local police. Cause they don't do nothing wrong. Like your local police. Got rid of the corruption and the racism is gone. They've been keeping the peace. Keeping homeless folks out of the parks and malls. Got a cure for your social disease. Follow the law, don't hate the cops. Follow the law, don't hate the cops. Follow the law. Don't hate the cops. How much would it cost for you to be shot at and stabbed by maniacs and drunks? Donate the cops! Donate the the cops! Donate the cops! Donate the the cops!
1: everybody. It has been a hell of a year in the war on Christmas, but it looks like we've defeated the DeSantis's and that's good. Here's evidence that we have defeated the DeSantis's. The De
3: criticizing us are the people who are saying that we what shouldn't be spending time with our family and our seven, five and three year olds like there is a, you know, folks who want to go up to Washington because they like the cocktail class circuit and they like to get, you know, friendly with the lobbying corps and they criticized him for coming home in Washington when he was serving to come call his family or go back to his office so he could talk to us and talk to his family. And so, you know, I just reject that and I think it's absolutely ridiculous. We as a family, you know, and we talked about this earlier, your kids grow up so fast. We have 7, 5, and 3. Any Before plans for more? Before we know. Uh, <laughs> well, buckle your Z belt. I think I'm good with 7, 5, and 3 right now. I'm trying to, you know, get from point A to point so B. you're not, you're not trying. You're, you're trying to get to point, point A to oh, yeah, a yeah, point on Let me just make that. sure I clarify <laughs> that. Yes. <laughs> trying to get... A, you know, a seven, five and a three year old out the door every day with hats and gloves and what have you is is a challenge. But, oh, You make um, it look effortless. Well, thank you for that, because it's like a duck, I guess, under the water. You're paddling like heck, but above everything is just fine. Well, I haven't even thought that far ahead <laughs> yet to think about. I'm just still trying to get back to the Christmas present thing. Right. To make sure we have everything under is, the tree. Is he going to cook? Is he a cook? He is a good cook. He has cooked. I don't think you're going to cook.
1: <laughs> he um, looks just like he doesn't want to be there, doesn't want to be running for president. Like, uh, looks like she's running for president
3: cooking. I am not good at cooking, but I enjoy the process of doing it. And I like to have my little helpers. He's like
1: trying to smile. So uh,
3: we're going to attempt to cook. I don't want to give in to any of their narratives. But what I want them to know about Ron DeSantis is he is the real deal. When he says he's going to do something, he gets it done. He delivers on 100% of his promises. And I think we as Republicans, we are tired of losing. He showed in the state of Florida that you can win and you can win big. And when he won by that largest, landslide in the history of the state of Florida it wasn't just Republicans, it was independents and indeed Democrats were coming on board to support him because of his leadership. And so I want people to know that. I want people to know that he's a good dad. I want people to know that he served in the United States military. He's the only one running who served in the military, the only one who deployed uh, to Iraq in 2007 and served in a war zone. And so I think these are really important things because I f- I, th- I think people see they want a restoration of sanity. They want a restoration of family values. They want to win again and they want to win on the issues that matter to them.
1: So, <clears throat> to be fair, we could see a couple cuts in that, right? It's not like it's not like that was uninterrupted, but honestly, I mean, I don't know. She's she'd be a, she's pretty good she's pretty good public speaker. I don't know if I'd like her policies or whatever. I don't even know what her policies might be, but she's a pretty good public speaker. We got to watch out for that lady. Smart seems to know how to how to talk in front of a camera. Was able to laugh and uh, seemed uh, genuine. Uh, we got we got we got to watch out a little bit. I think. Who knows though? Up next, we got a uh, Cavuto's War on Christmas. Here, uh, Cavuto is going to be reading some Christmas emails and letters from, I'd say, his fans, but probably more like his viewers. Here, we haven't covered much Cavuto this year. So let's see what's going on with old Neil Cavuto over there at uh, Fox. Oh, it's Fox News. I thought he was on Fox Business. Anyway, whatever. Merry Christmas, Neil.
4: Keith writes the following. I have been waiting for this chance. Cavuto actually thinks people like him. It's Christmas, so I'll be charitable. They think you are the embodiment of evil. Even though you wrap yourself in the cloth of fair and balance. you are neither. You are simply despicable. Now I know why Trump and every other true American loathes you and never watches you. Well, Keith, get it off your chest. What do you really think about me? Then there's self-professed born-again Eleanor, who seems to agree with that sentiment. You have the audacity and godless goal to criticize Donald Trump, God's very messenger, here <laughs> Earth, thereby assuring your endless wailing and crying in the unforgiving fires of hell. Connie writes, I heard you say you just call balls and strikes, that you like to treat people fairly and that you refuse to share your opinions. Newsflash, you're dull. Deal. <laughs> okay. I'm dealing. Sarah, Jesus loves me, but I'm pretty sure he has no use for me. Oh, fuck
1: Sarah, Sarah coming in hot. Sarah, I thought Jesus was the reason for the season. Sarah. Sarah is very mean. Sarah, don't watch the Neil Cavuto show. Sarah, you should come watch The Plex sometime. You should see how you think, think about that.
4: You back, you shallow, uniparty, globalist pig. And- <laughs> another host be found for all your stupid shows ratings will soar peace will rule on earth well all you're missing there sarah is the amen so amen where does the rage start well samantha suspects that viewers aren't the only ones who find me offensive i hear everyone at fox thinks you're a load. funny how they're all likeable and a joy to watch but you're anything but and that's why nobody will watch well that is not true i know for a fact my family will watch. My wife, with whom I just celebrated my 40th anniversary, she watches when she can.
1: <laughs> when she can. Uh, somebody in chat was like, is this the festivus airing of grievances? I mean, I don't, the Cavuto didn't deliver that very well, but that fucking that one where she was like, uh, Je- Jesus loves everybody but you, I was like, oh shit, she's horrible. Like <laughs> These people are horrible. I'm kind of glad he read those off. I mean, like I said, I don't like Cavuto very much, but At least, like, at least he pretends to be trying to maybe not be like down the middle or whatever. But at least he pretends to like be doing his job. So, as is often the case, Christmas ends with a fight with violence. This is um inflatable, uninflatable violence. You'd have thought that was right outside of an Applebee's, but it, it wasn't. Nobody went to Applebee's on Christmas. Actually, nobody goes to Applebee's anymore. And then, um, in case that wasn't your cup of tea, here is here is a kitty. kitty. This, is the, this is our final war on Christmas uh, clip for the year. Um, this is a kitty fucking summoning a goddamn demon. It's a uh, chestnuts roasting on an open fire, but not really. It's a uh, it's a kitty summoning a demon in front of an open fire. <laughs> hail, hail, Satan, kitty! Hail, Satan! Probably just cold in there, and the cat knows what's up. But it looks like this kitty is summoning a demon, and a uh, good, good kitty, good kitty. So that, uh, that's that's that concludes our war on Christmas coverage for this year. I'm, I feel like uh, our side uh, stays winning the war on Christmas. Um, so we're going to now move out of our war on Christmas coverage, and uh, we'll uh, we'll be back to the war on Christmas next year if we make it to the winter of next year. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. <laughs> if it, but, hey, if you needed a Christmas gift this week, you didn't get anything under the tree or whatever. Here's um, just four days ago. One Mr. Rudolph Giuliani has uh, filed for bankruptcy.
5: that breaking news, Rudy Giuliani filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in New York. He's listing debts of up to $500 million, assets of up to just $10 million. This comes just one day after a federal judge ruled Giuliani has to immediately pay that $148 million that he owes to two.
1: Immediately? You do not have to no have $148 million. What do you mean immediately? That's like asking me for fucking $100,000 immediately.
5: I got following it. this for us. Also with me, former federal prosecutor and MSNBC legal analyst Carol Lamb. All right, Ken, I just got my hands on this. It's pretty thick. I haven't gone through all of it. Walk us through this bankruptcy filing and what it means.
6: So the main debt that he lists in this filing, Chris, is the $148 million he owes to Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss, and that appears to have been the tipping point here. He also owes more than a million dollars to some uh, lawyers uh, who are suing him, and he lists some other theoretical, notional debts that could occur in lawsuits where he is a defendant. For
1: example, he, he has theoretical debts. He's, he's not even done. He's like, uh, I mean, I kind of got a fire file for Chapter 11, but can we, um, can we amend this as time goes on? Because I'm fucked.
6: Uh, Smartmatic, the voting company. Smartmatic. Swinging. So, so he, yeah, he's get listing em. potential debts, uh, and and that goes up to five hundred million dollars. But so here's the thing about this one hundred forty-eight million dollar judgment. It it. Is likely not dischargeable in bankruptcy because it resulted from willful and malicious acts, which are not subject to bankruptcy protection. So whatever happens with this reorganization and and um, and the bankruptcy, this judgment will stay with him for the rest of his life. Now he can appeal it, uh, but the judge uh, in imposing the uh, the, the judgment. Uh, yesterday made clear that in order to appeal, he's going to have to put up a bond, essentially equivalent to the amount, to the 148 million dollars, <laughs> which clearly he does not have. So an appeal seems rather remote at this point, and that means that this judgment will stay with him. Now, will Ruby uh, Freeman and Shay Moss get their money? Uh, that remains in question. What, what kind of assets does Rudy Giuliani have? We know that he has a lovely apartment on the Upper East Side of New York.
1: Oh, that'd be that great if these two ladies are just like right? uh, just give, just give, give us your just give us your, your apartment. apartment. In your property in florida and we'll fucking call it even
6: 6.1 <laughs> $6. million dollars um, so to the extent that that is for sale and there isn't a debt on it if if he it, oh it he's probably
1: so mortgaged out the fucking oh goes. god he's probably got the fucking that shit mortgaged up
6: it could go to some of the people some of the creditors here but uh, it's a long process that's just beginning um, and it's a huge downfall for somebody who was once called America's mayor and who made a lot of money as a private lawyer uh, but whose financial fortune started to dwindle once he began working for Donald Trump uh, as we learned yesterday when a series of documents were released in connection with a criminal investigation Chris.
1: Happens to the best of us and by the best of us I mean like people who just tried to do contract work for the former guy and didn't get paid for it and the worst of us and by the worst of us I mean fucking Rudy Giuliani. Uh, he's not gonna. He's not gonna be able to make even a little bit of this over there on cameo. But um, we should uh, see if we can do a GoFundMe to have a cameo and make him tell us that. Make him say something very funny about us and himself because he'll have to do it at this point. Up next, we're gonna move on to the Colorado case where uh, pending appeal. Obviously, uh, it looks like the former guy is not gonna be on the ballot at all in Colorado. Here is a former. Uh, Antonin Scalia, law clerk, and a a former Fourth Circuit judge, a pretty conservative guy, uh, all things considered here, with uh, his opinion on what went down in Colorado. The
7: the individual justices of the Colorado Supreme Court brought honor to their court and as well to the state and federal judiciaries uh, with their opinion tonight in this historic case. Uh, The the court meticulously and methodically addressed seriatim, the many state issues and federal constitutional issues that were involved in the case. They marshaled the support for each and every one of their decisions of state law and federal constitutional law, uh, as well as any judge could do. Uh, Their opinion is unassailable Uh, under the objective law of the federal constitution and section three of the 14th Amendment. uh, uh, The Supreme Court of the United States uh, ought to affirm this decision today.
1: So uh, these people, if you can imagine uh, people who really like Trump, really hate the 14th Amendment, not just for this reason. But I saw people on Twitter telling, they were like, oh, the 14th Amendment is unconstitutional. And I was like, I'm not even going to engage with these dumb motherfuckers. It is in the Constitution. By definition, it is not unconstitutional. It was ratified and it is now in the Constitution. So the 14th Amendment can't be unconstitutional. Um, you cannot not like it, I guess. That's my favorite amendment. Um, up next, we got Vivek, Vivek Ramaswamy. Vivek Ramaswamy is going to stand with Trump and um, I guess withdraw from the primary in Colorado So uh, instead of getting that two to four percent that he was going to get in Colorado, he's just not going to be on the ballot. Uh, Maybe Nikki Haley will pick up that two to four percent, although they hate each other. They have just tried to bar President
8: Trump from the Colorado ballot using an unconstitutional maneuver that is a bastardization of the 14th Amendment to our U.S. Constitution. This was a provision, Section 3, that was designed to bar Confederate members. People who switched to the Confederacy from actually being able to serve. That's very different than what- Except
1: in- if it was designed to only apply to the Confederacy, it would have said that vague. This happened a long time ago, but these people weren't illiterate when they wrote the 14th Amendment, dude.
8: Issue here, to say the least. This is a hollowed-out husk of what the country was built on. A the private jet. principle that we the people select our leadership, not the unelected elite class in the back of palace halls. That's old world Europe, not the United States. That's why I'm making a pledge today that I will withdraw, I pledge to withdraw from the Colorado GOP primary ballot unless and until Trump's name is restored. And I demand that Ron DeSantis and Chris Christie and Nikki Haley do the same thing, or else these Republicans are simply complicit in this unconstitutional attack on the way we conduct our constitutional republic. I refuse to be complicit in that. I think what they're doing is wrong. And I think it's up to Republicans to step up and stand up with a spine for our country's future. That's really what's at stake. Whether we the people actually have a say in deciding who leads this country.
1: Yes, it would be easier for other Republicans. Somebody in chat just noticed that he said elite class and like there is like a platinum logo behind him. Like probably like Italian leather seats all around him. Like just in... In like the camera shot, not including the rest of the vehicle he's in, there's got to be hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of shit right there in this shot. If you're listening on the audio only version of this, it might be worth checking the show notes to get a, get a little view of what's going on here.
8: <laughs> like me, who are running in this race to say, hey, if Trump is sidelined, there's our opportunity. No doubt other candidates are probably privately celebrating with their corporate sponsors. That's not the right thing to do. I think the most useful thing that every GOP candidate can do right now is to join me in that pledge i'll say that i will withdraw from that colorado gop primary ballot until trump's name is restored this belongs to the people not to the unelected democratic cabal of judges in colorado or any other state and i demand that Ron DeSantis and nikki haley and chris christie do the same thing chris
1: christie ain't gonna do that shit. chris christie might end up winning colorado by default because everybody else like fuck, followed follows trump
8: or else they're complicit in what the security state is trying to do to shut down Trump. I stand by that, and I expect them to do the right thing.
1: <laughs> all right, dude. The only, fucking the idea—just the balls to sit in front of all that shit and talk about the elites. My God, you might as well have just opened the doors of a Lambo and gotten out and been like, "The elites are after you." <laughs> Did you know that this uh, judgment, this this decision, was actually about raising Donald Trump's profile so that they could stop juggernaut that is the Ron DeSantis campaign
9: (laughs) this dude's not not doing so great when um, he's the one doing the talking but look on all these things what you're seeing the left do is they will use the power of the state to advance their agenda and you see that with the Colorado Supreme Court I mean look if somebody's convicted or something of, of some of these things there was no trial on any of this. They basically just said, what? you can't be on the ballot. I mean, how does that work? What's the limiting principle for that?
1: Maybe you could try reading it. It doesn't say must they must be convicted.
9: uh why could could we just say that Biden can't be on the ballot because
1: well, if you can get a court degree with you, sure. and then nobody can in Colorado, I guess just fucking i I fucking win Colorado. Let's party
9: let in 8 million illegals uh, into the country and
1: violated Wait, but, but, oh, over the colorado mexico what the fuck is this guy talking about
9: institution which he has uh can we just say oh well they have uh, money coming to Hunter, whatever so so i, I think the u.s supreme court is going to reverse that but but here's the larger thing what the left and the media and the democrats are doing they're doing all this stuff to basically solidify support in the primary for him get him into the general and the whole general election is going to be all this legal stuff and look it's unfair uh they're abusing power 100 percent. but the question is is that going to work um, and i think they have a playbook that unfortunately will work uh, and it'll give biden or the democrat or whoever the ability uh, to skate through this thing that's their plan that's what they want what they don't want is to have somebody like me Who will make the election not about all those other issues but it'll make the election about the failures of biden the failures of the left and how we're going to be able to turn the country around if that's how the elections framed uh we will win but they are setting this stuff up i mean how do you how do you have the timing the way they've done it with all these things uh they're doing this for a reason.
1: Well, planned. well, the, the timing of it had to do with the election because the court wasn't just going to be like, like after the election, be like, well, now that you, now you can't, yeah, they're going to, they, this happens before the election. That's like when you do something like this.
9: In terms of what they're trying to accomplish. And do we want to have 2024 to be about this trial, that case, this case, having to put hundreds of millions of dollars into legal stuff, or do we want 2024 to be about your issues? About the country's future with a nominee that's going to be able to prosecute that case against the left, just like I've been able to do in Florida, uh, that is a path to winning. And I think they're putting us that what the media and the left are doing with all these little these stunts, whether it's the Supreme, the the Colorado Supreme Court, whether it's others, and there's going to be other Supreme Courts that are going to probably try to do this too. Maybe they'll wait for the end of these trials when there's when there's if there's conviction, but but they
1: almost just said when there's convictions. Did you catch that?
9: The liberal courts are going to try to you just this. went down another point in the polls, if that's possible. So that's what we'd be walking into. And it's not fair, but that doesn't give us our best chance to be able to win and to be able to do this in a way. It's a hard enough job as it is.
1: <laughs> Ron, Ron, this isn't about you. You're so vain. I bet you think this song is about you. It's not about you. Um, <clears throat> yeah who fucking knows uh, here's kellyanne conway uh, she's gonna she's talking about she's gonna talk about this too this is she's She's. she's got a take it's you know a take i think she's on Fox's the five here
3: trump on those grounds or that he's been convicted so it is in doubt and when you look at what i just think the democrats wake up every morning emily and they look at the calendar the iphone says january 6 2021 the date never changes and then
10: they get and like,
1: until you return the door yes
3: trick vehicle and go get an abortion i just described the democratic party <laughs> oh, to you God. God. in seven seconds um that's it that's what i see but it's-
1: all right well whatever <laughs> kellyanne find the door find the door so here's um this is on brep uh, Brett Brett Hume's Hume show well, It's Brett Bayer's show. Brett Hume is going to be one of the pundits here and they're going to talk about how J6 was bad but not not as scary as the Colorado decision because that's of course terrifying that the, the the Supreme Court actually uh, s- stole a door from their own building
6: and, and about uh, if we can right. read anything through the tea, tea leaves of the Supreme Court who we know on there
11: how they would look at this
12: well, Britt, we were all doing coverage on January sixth, and I was horrified by what I saw, all of us were. I'm equally horrified by this opinion. I think that it, it challenges core values of our system. I think this
1: I'm equally horrified by this. So um <clears throat> this Supreme Court is not uh typical of other Supreme Courts. So we'll see what goes on, but historically the uh US Supreme Court has been very, very hesitant to overturn decisions made by state supreme courts. Like very very hesitant, so we'll, we'll see what happens here. This is not your normal Supreme Court, so we, you know anything could happen here. But just based on history, uh, I I think it's less likely than other people think it is. Up next, we got a this dude's name is King Patriot. Everybody ready for King Patriot's take on all this? I almost put King Patriot in red light, but it was a slow news week, and I needed shit for the podcast part of the show.
2: Colorado Supreme Court bans Trump from their state's ballot. And now it goes to the Supreme Court for the final decision. Boy, I tell you what. They're treading on... They better be fucking careful. Very careful. This could go very wrong very quickly. For the world, in fact. Because... For the most part, the majority of this planet wants Trump to be the next president.
1: I think we can all agree on that. All
2: right, King Patriot. And if the final decision turns out to be that Donald Trump can no longer run for president...
1: (laughs) Oh. Oh, is he hiding that he's drinking a Bud Light? Not only will just some Americans be pissed off, but the whole fucking planet... You fucked up, Colorado. Mm. I don't think the rest of the planet. Yeah, he is. a lot of people don't care. Um, and uh, a lot of people don't like him. <laughs> Next, we got Laura Ingram. Um, this one, I don't really, I don't got to say nothing before it goes here. Let's just, uh, let's just let Laura cook here, shall we?
13: At this point, given what we're seeing in the courts, at the DOJ, and even in state AG offices, and given Democrats, Trump is Hitler rhetoric, is it not logical, at least to consider, maybe even to assume, that some on the left are hoping to spark some type of civil unrest here, which would be followed, of course, by a mass crackdown on civil liberties or the declaration of maybe a nationwide emergency? All as a way, a protectual way, to usher in, I don't know, nationwide mail-in voting.
1: But that's, um, um, uh, I think we, for all intents and purposes, don't we have that? Can't anybody in this country, almost, I think anybody in this country, any state can get a mail-in ballot if they want it. I think that, uh, I think she's a little late here on this one. Up next, we we got Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham, just going to
14: sort of stick up for uh, the former guy. Help Ukraine. Border security is the key to Ukraine. Senator, we're
6: running out of time here. I wanted to ask you about this 14th Amendment ruling by the state Supreme Court in Colorado. Where do you stand on that particular ruling and what can be done?
14: It's not a rule of law based ruling. It is a political decision. The hatred of Trump is so widespread. You know, the Democrats want to pack the Supreme Court, abolish the Electoral College, make D.C. and Puerto Rico a state. And now natural- those all
1: sound um, packing the court. Um, I like the idea of rotating judges from the circuits, but anything's possible. Um, getting rid of the Electoral College would turn us like every other fucking country. Um, the Electoral College is stupid. And uh, turning D.C. into a state, um, people, people, I I want Puerto Rico to be a state, too. I think that if they have to, if they're a protectorate, they should all be made states or be given the opportunity to be sovereign nations. But the idea that D.C. is not a state is ridiculous, considering their population.
14: ...elections through H.R. 1. This Colorado Supreme Court made a political decision. In my view, there is no constitutional basis for the decision they rendered. I think it will be... a. Uh, a slam dunk in the Supreme Court. Donald Trump will eventually be on the ballot in Colorado. Uh, I think he will win the primary. You've got a lot of good choices in the Republican party, but this ruling uh, in Colorado is chilling to me and it would set up a politicization of the presidential races would be bad for the country. But Senator, I have to ask you, uh, the president, former president Trump, continues to say he won
6: the election. He's an, He claims to be an election right. denier proudly right. yeah. now we teach our children right. when they lose something to shake right. the opponent's hand and move right. on <clears throat> are you concerned that the president is yeah. the former president is not setting the proper standard going forward here sir
14: well you know hillary clinton didn't had the same view that she was cheated he's not the first politician
1: what well, 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 does they keep doing this this is apples and oranges she conceded on election night and um when they clip her out of context she's like this guy's illegitimate." <clears throat> And um, she conceded. That's it. She didn't do nothing. She didn't do nothing in the Rust Belt, and that's why she lost.
14: Claim to have uh, been denied a, a fair election. But here's what I would say. I accept the election results of 2020. I'm worried about 2024. If President Trump puts a vision out improving security and prosperity for Americans he will win if he looks back I think he will lose so at the end of the day the 2020 election's over for me we need to secure the ballot in the 2024 cycle but Donald Trump's not the first person to complain about an election but we have to end it there we
1: but complaining about an election is a very different very different um very different matter. Than repeatedly saying that the illegal means were used to um, to deny you your rightful place as the president of the United States. Repeatedly saying that and repeatedly like just in as in the case of Rudy Giuliani, just fucking defaming and slandering random people who work at the fucking polling places. I mean, that's a little bit different than saying, hey, I think this guy's illegitimate. And some of some of what Hillary said was ill advised and whatnot, but a lot of it, when you see it too, it's clipped out of context. And if you watch the whole interview, you know, I think she should have leaned into this. Like, look, I got the most votes. This really sucks. The system is broken. And I think that's what she should have leaned into. But whatever. Here's a, a Fox host on um, the potential impeachment of uh, one Mister Joseph Biden story of the ninth story down and in the last couple days you need a microscope to find it so lucy there are on it. it's the ninth story down and uh, and you uh, need a microscope the ninth story down is in the same font as the other stories with money from foreign
8: outfits not saying anything has been proven but how can the media so easily dismiss
11: an impeachment inquiry?
15: Well, I'm actually not quite sure what case you're making here, because if, in fact, I think an impeachment inquiry by Republicans against Joe Biden is going to really, really help Joe Biden in 2024. So if the media were carrying water for Joe and Hunter Biden on this particular story, I have to say, I think that they would be covering this from the rooftops. Why will
8: it help Joe Biden?
15: It helps Joe Biden because these impeachment inquiries, as we know from recent history, actually warm a president's base to. Him. We saw that in both Trump impeachments. There's also the problem, I think, in in this particular impeachment that there does not seem to be a there there. Hunter Biden is a person with addiction, with perhaps mental illness. It's a very sad story. Joe Biden did things as a father that many people struggle with how to help their children. But the reality is that I think this impeachment inquiry is actually going to cause a lot of Americans to see their own story in the story of the Bidens, obviously, with the caveat. Out that they're a powerful family with more resources, but of the experience of trying to help a loved one who's really struggling.
1: Well, Joe, I I don't necessarily entirely agree with her analysis, but there's something to what she's saying. That is the 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 way in which uh, the Biden family has attempted to help Hunter Biden actually, I think, makes them look good because they have not. I mean, outside of like the usual sort of influence peddling that the son of the the son of a powerful politician is able to do. Which that's just the son of any powerful politician, if they are so inclined, will do. Um, They just look like they tried to help the guy. If you remember a couple weeks ago, we were talking about like $3,800 for a truck. They're like, oh, where'd the $3,800 go? Um, He bought a truck. (laughs) They're, They're grasping at straws here and they look really disorganized. And they look like they're out in front of themselves to like anybody who's trying to analyze it. And for just like regular people, maybe moderate Republicans, moderate Democrats, who might be like, I don't know about Joe Biden. I think like, this is a guy who cares deeply about his son, is endearing. Even if it doesn't swing their vote, they're less inclined to hate the guy. And they may just not vote at all. They may be like, well, this is fucked. Who fucking knows? Who fucking knows? Up next, we got, um, we got fucking Marjorie the Gathering. She's like, well, it was... I haven't heard this clip, but I'm guessing she's like, well, it was wrong to remove uh, Trump from the Colorado ballot, but let's, uh, let's remove Biden from red state ballots. All right, Marjorie, let's see what you got to say here.
5: Well, it is insane. And that's what everybody is calling it. Absolutely insane. But Eric, let's be honest. If the left, if the Democrats want to start making these rules, well, guess what? We can use the same exact rules, for example, we could take Joe Biden off the ballot in red states and other states because he is committing treason with his border policies and the invasion has gotten so bad at the southern border. We could also take his name off the ballot uh, because of the impeachment inquiry that we've been doing on the Oversight Committee, and we produced evidence that Joe Biden has definitely participated in Hunter Biden's business deals with foreign countries and sold his power for political favors, and he's received the financial benefit from that because we have the checks. And, and so I'm a
1: right. The one for, like the, the one for the truck
5: to make new rules. Well, we should make them live and play by their own rules. Yeah, it, it,
1: Great. Try to go to go to Supreme courts of other other states and, you know, bring it bring it in Georgia. Y- y'all are kicking ass at Georgia, right? She'd get herself fucking kicked off the ballot in Georgia. If she's not careful, they don't fuck around there go for it. Instead of spending your time uh, trying to defeat the, the Joe Biden, just bring some bring shit up and all the fucking let's go. Let's party just lose all those cases too you look like a bunch of fucking losers then even republicans will be like well i ain't voting for these fucking losers at some point you'll lose enough and you're just gonna lose every like people who are inclined to vote for you aren't you gonna vote are gonna vote for you because the other side could just be like you're gonna go vote for that loser i don't care if you vote for me but you're gonna go vote for those fucking losers although that's a democratic party we're talking about here i don't think they were there i don't think they have the um the intestinal fortitude to uh go with a a easy strategy like that that would be uh, effective especially in swing states we're we're talking about the democratic party here here's donald trump talking about of all things it's
11: crazy what's going on they're ruining our country And it's true. They're destroying the blood of our country. That's what they're doing. They're destroying our country. They don't like it when I said that. And I never read Mein Kampf.
1: (laughs) I I have, actually. There's no problem. You can read that book. There ain't a problem. If you're uh, interested in what happened in Germany in the late 20s through the early 40s reading Mein Kampf is perfectly fine friendo you can read it yeah like somebody said in chat ain't well written the prose is lacking but you can read it you'd be fine
11: he said oh Hitler said that in a much different way you know they're coming from all over the world people all over the world we have no idea they could be healthy. They could be very unhealthy. They could bring in disease that's going to catch on in our country, but they do bring in crime, but they have them coming from all over the world.
1: <laughs> oh God. The idea of like the diseased other is just like, he's like, Oh, the people are calling me a fascist here. Let me tell you that people from other countries that come here, are, we don't know. They might be fucking disease ridden. He's like, that helps, right? People don't think I'm a fascist anymore. <sighs> Here's from, here's from uh, the Reawaken America tour last weekend. Here's uh, the least cool, I think, of the, the Trump kids this is Eric Trump. <laughs> God. This
0: is the priority of our military. I, I have friends who are in the military right now who are saying they spend more time on woke causes and paperwork and nonsense and seminars and desensitized than they do on actually learning how to fight. Do you think they're worried about this in China?
1: Okay, so I'd be willing to bet that an elephantine bureaucracy like the military spends more time on uh, paperwork than they do on uh, physical training, but that's not really, I don't think, what he's saying here. I'm like, what do you think when somebody joins? Do you think they don't have to process them? Because he said woke stuff, but then he said and paperwork. And it's like, well, I mean, you got to fill out a fucking form and go through all this shit if you want to join the military. Like, yeah, maybe spend more, maybe you do spend more time on paperwork. Or maybe they spend more time total on your paperwork than you spend on physical training. I mean, like, whatever. It's That's fucking it's the way it goes, baby. I thought this guy ran a business. You'd think you'd know that in a large bureaucracy there's a lot of paperwork. But that's what... This is a guy maybe who uh, didn't fill out the paperwork when he was involved in a business. So up next, Stephen Miller. He's going to actually just defend the weird blood shit. Because, of course, he is.
0: You used the right word. We are being conquered. This is a complete resettlement of America in real time. It took hundreds of years, going back long even before our founding, going back all the way to the earliest days of the colonies in America, to slowly build everything that we have. And now, when you have millions of people coming in from different cultures and different ways of living and different belief systems, they're going to take those belief systems with them to America. So, a generation from now, I am telling you, Jesse, people will not know the country that they are living in. These consequences are permanent. Unless there is massive, large-scale deportations by the millions, it will be irrevocable.
1: Ooh, that's just deporting people by the millions. This country, but this country isn't recognizable every generation. Like, fucking times change, man. Fucking shit changes. Like, you can either roll with it or you can be like this guy. Like, most, like, like, you 50 years ago was the 70s you drop somebody from the 70s in any city in the the country right now and they're going to not recognize the fucking city you drop them in a small town they're not going to recognize the small town that's just a generation or two or generation and a half or something like that's what happens everything changes always it is constantly changing that's why i like I'm confused about when they say, oh, a new world order. I'm like, well, the fucking order of the world is constantly changing. The internet brought about a new world order. The printing press brought about a new world order. These people are just terrified of the inevitable. Times change. That's it. And you take the good and you try to improve the bad and it's the best you can fucking do. But these people are like, oh, I don't want times to change. And it's like, all right, well, fucking... Do you have a late model car? Oh, you have a late model car. Hmm, that's interesting. Up next, uh, Laura Trump says that she would uh, actually, if 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 called upon, uh, she would uh, quit her lucrative singing career to uh, be the vice president of the United States.
13: Next question: If your father-in-law asked you to be his vice presidential running mate, what would your answer be? Well, I'm flattered. That you put me in such a category. um, I mean, obviously, the answer would be yes. Would anyone turn that down? I guess is the real question. I mean, look, we know there's a whole host of people out there who are vying for that position. That's all they want. They want to be vice president. That's why they're hanging in the race. You all know who you are out there um, hanging in just to see if maybe you could be the the VP nominee. I'm
1: throwing shade at Vivek, huh?
13: The only drawback would be that I would have to move to washington d c here
1: I swear I was hoping she was gonna say she would quit her singing career
13: the thing I would request though if I became vice president alongside my father-in-law which by the way just imagine the hysteria Trump Trump two trumps running together oh my god the the liberal heads across the country would simultaneously explode all at once people would go bananas ah.
1: That would be everybody's eardrums bursting from the campaign song that you recorded, ma'am. And uh, you would be responsible for the uh, the lack of hearing of millions, millions of people, possibly billions of people. Because other people outside of this country might hear your fucking music too then. Up next we got... Uh, this is uh, North Dakota state rep Nico Rios uh, was arrested for a DUI. And um, I mean... Uh, needs to take some advice from like an attorney or something. Here, you don't do this because if you're a state rep, you could probably get out of this. The world is fucked up, and like people, people who have privilege get out of trouble. But um, here's how you don't get out of trouble:
16: uh, uh, a breathalyzer. Yes, sir. Are
11: you happy to provide that? I'm not gonna do that. You know why? Why is that? Because I'm like two blocks away. Okay. You guys are. F- Picking on me. Okay. You, so know, I, you guys are gonna you guys are gonna regret picking on me. Okay. Because I'm, you don't know who the f- yeah. I am. Okay.
9: Just one Just second. You I'm gonna get give I'm rockets. gonna I'm gonna give you a uh, chance. I'm
13: gonna uh, gonna uh, give you a Not f- driving that car yeah, that we're, far. We're,
4: so
9: this is it's best literally best. Like two blocks away. Listen. This is what okay. I can do though. Instead of leaving it on that side, I can put it over there. I can put it right over there.
11: No. I want to I want to drop my truck off. No, we're
6: not doing
9: that. So we're gonna go to this vehicle. You're a get. Okay.
11: Whoa.
9: Do you want your uh? Phones? There's two phones in there. Do you want
1: those and do you want your... Okay?
2: Uh, I would take two phones here. That would be appreciated. Okay. Because I, I got a call Attorney General
6: Drew Wrigley to let these guys know what you're being a to me.
1: Okay. Just to uh, uh, let you know, all this is video and all recorded on body camera, including your language, Right?
6: Uh, hey, Do you
2: hey, hey, all so your cameras right here. Have you got a wallet? It's in my My
1: Goddamn my, it, my, my
9: My arms are hurting. I'm okay. proud to be from England?
1: Yeah, I like my country. I have. What? Yes, I like my country.
11: Are you proud to be English? At
1: least. Why is that relevant? Because. Why? What what are you doing here in North
2: Dakota? Arresting people.
1: What are you doing here in North Dakota? Arrest? He's a pig. He moved from uh, the England, and now he's a pig in North Dakota.
11: Me, you're driving home, but well, people come in
1: here oh
11: yes or no, and I'm the f-ing bad guy, yes or no, tell me, tell me bro, yes or no, you can't even answer me, because you know you're f-ing wrong.
2: I'll for you. I'm going to fly for the people in
1: England, or do you ever would, you little bitch? <laughs> yeah, that's how you don't get away with this one. Um, it would have been f- like, fuck the cops. But what if he would have said, you know what? Actually, I did move from the UK uh, to North Dakota specifically to uh, arrest people like you. <laughs> He's like, you know, in the UK, we weren't allowed to carry guns. We weren't allowed to shoot people like being a cop there kind of sucked at least here it's cowboy shit and uh, now you know <laughs> oh man that guy could have just got a- he could have probably got away with it cuz he's a, like a state rep but now he ain't getting away with it here's uh here's Tucker with uh the we are change guy and Tucker's talking about um well this is actually pretty fucking weird. I'm just going to let this one roll here. We're going to let this guy cook.
17: It's my personal belief, based on a fair amount of evidence, that they're not aliens. They've always been here. Um, and, I, and I do think it's spiritual. That's, that's my view. So, and and I, again, it's not provable, but based on, uh, on the evidence, I think. I'm with I've you, wait, 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 I think If the U.S. government has, in fact, had contact, direct contact with these beings, whatever they are, I've already told you what I think they are, and has entered into some sort of agreement with them, which is which is the claim of of informed people, um, I would say. Whether they're right or wrong, I can't say conclusively. But, but, yeah. but, yeah. but wait, wait, wait. if that is true, I mean, it's a very, very, very heavy thing. Yeah. You, well, a lot of people say interdimensional
1: beings. Right. Oh my God, look at that panel. I don't know who this guy is on the left. You got Tim Poole there, you got Tucker Carlson, you got Charlie Kirk, you got Tim Poole's idiot producer. And I think this guy is... Tim Poole's other idiot producer...
17: I, I want to ask, are, you, are you angels and demons, or how would you well, describe these, these beings? You know, I these are, again, I'm getting into the realm of conjecture, so I just want to say that flat out. Entity? But one thing I know for a dead certain fact, having seen it, is that um, there is good and evil. That We are being acted upon at all times, and I think every person can feel that in himself. I mean, there are moments when you are moved to do things that are much better than you actually are, and that are also more evil and destructive than you actually are. You are subject to forces from outside yourself. That is absolutely true. Now, we can argue about what they are, but every person in the room, if he's reflective, will tell you, yes, I know what you're talking about. And so, there are forces that are not human, that do exist in a spiritual realm of some kind, that we cannot see, and that when you think about it, it, sort of make you think we live in an ant farm yeah. being right. And that's Absolutely. just, that is real. Yeah. Okay. When I, and there's many.
1: are So wait, there's, we can't see them. There's no evidence of them. Maybe we live in an ant farm and that's for real. Oh, this is fucking, you know, what? I hope the Republican party goes down this route. You know what? Fuck it. They'd at least be like alien people who believe in aliens are cool. If they'd like abandon all this weird QAnon shit with the fucking mole people and the fucking pizza gate and just go full in on the, like the, the aliens live among us, I feel like it would be to their benefit as a party and to the benefit of this um, maybe what at some times occasionally strives to be a great nation. And uh, it's so close to Christmas. Why didn't he just call them angels? The one person tried to be like, are they angels and demons? He could have gone with that because it's close to Christmas. But <sighs> Yeah, I'm hoping they go this route. I'm hoping Tucker just goes to aliens. That'd be great. But he'd find a way to make the aliens like I don't know. He'd I mean, find a way to like compare them to immigrants or something. Up next is I uh, won, Mr. Charles Kirk. He's going to talk about how he uh, no longer appears on uh, Fox News. Really weird. It's uh, uh, been a weird year in a lot of ways. We'll talk maybe a little next uh, Saturday when we do a little try to do a little bit of year in review. Even Fox News will be taking out the trash and that's weird. That's fucking weird. But here's Charlie Kirk talking about not getting on Fox News anymore
16: i'm going to kind of not break some news but yeah. what's missing we don't have a single person from fox here yes right and in years past i gave had. you the
6: opportunity just now i was hoping you'd
16: say yeah and I, i'm being nice i, I love yeah. fox they've been very good to me sure i hope we can heal our relationship because for whatever reason it's gone off the reservation since tucker's departure yeah. i haven't been on so it's not exactly you know yeah you
1: That, just that look saying it. off the reservation is so bad
16: right you can just look at grab no charlie kirk for nine months right yeah. And so we had to kind of do an event without Fox. Yeah. And that was a great thing, man, because yeah. sometimes uh, sometimes desperation is the mother of innovation, right? Yes. So we kind of grew accustomed to love him, Jesse Waters, love him, Greg Gutfeld. But that wasn't a thing. We couldn't do it. They're not allowed to be here, right? And so we kind of sat in the conference room. We said, well, let's redesign the whole mantra. Like, let's go culture. Let's still do the politics thing. and.
1: They're like, listen, Greg, we let you steal the Garfield logo and we're not letting you go to Charlie's event. That's all. And Jesse Waters probably they if they didn't give him like a chauffeur or somebody to drive him there, he wouldn't be able to find that shit anyway. we're getting kind of close to the end of the docket this week. It was a bit of a slow news week. We got four here, but they're gonna I think the next one might be a little bit long, but um we're gonna get into red light a little bit quick this week. We'll go ahead and give this show away as a freebie. Uh, To anybody who wants the whole show tonight, Brett Weinstein, who is on what we call academic probation around here, which means that we do not run him in long form, except for when uh, Marcus, a homozygote, is on the show with us, uh, is still kind of mad that uh, fucking Elon Musk blocked him on Twitter. I think it's a fucking only cool thing Elon has done, actually, since he took over Twitter, was to block Brett Weinstein. And I think he just blocked Brett Weinstein because he annoyed him.
6: He just, uh, I think just yesterday, he had a conversation with Alex Jones, Andrew Tate, um, a couple other ones, uh, Vivek Ramaswani. It was quite an interesting, it was a Twitter space and to have these characters all in one area talking was really interesting. I just, um, yeah. Yep.
12: I will say, uh, Okay, that is interesting.
1: Yeah. But... Oh, he mad. Oh, he's so mad. They're not letting him sit at the... I would say the cool kid's table, but I'm not sure that's quite accurate. As as I think I mentioned on the Dave Rubin report,
12: Elon has me blocked. That means I couldn't participate in the discussion around or even the poll that he took on whether to bring Alex Jones... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, <laughs> poor Brett. Yeah, and I couldn't participate in that Twitter
1: space, and so this is—they should have unblocked him and then just not giving him speaking permissions. I don't like any of those fucking people. But if they were gonna fuck Brett, fuck with Brett Weinstein, I'd be like, all right, whatever. You, you, you get a pass today. I, I
12: cannot understand this unless I just simply play no role in the free speech discussion
3: <laughs> oh
1: poor brett oh poor brett
12: it would seem that having made some personal decision to um, block me what am i supposed to say
2: mm-hmm. that
12: i'm yeah i think it's really great that elon musk held a Space with these people yesterday when I can't even see that it's happening.
1: There, so does Brett know about a sock puppet account? I bet this guy's like five sock puppet accounts. Elon, if you're watching,
12: he's not. You have no idea how destructive it is of your platform to block somebody yourself. (laughs) You are a large (laughs) fraction of what's taking place on that platform, and it isn't. Uh, It isn't a minor fact when um, your account becomes invisible, right? I have to infer even what's being discussed because I can't see it directly. And I don't think that was your intent when you did it. But please undo it because if you're really about free speech, this is not helping. This means that every time somebody raises what you're doing with me, I have to say I can't really embrace this because at the moment I can't even see it.
6: Right. Like you said earlier, we, we got to band together. You know, we've got this big Goliath in front of us. We got to stick together. There's not, there's not a ton of us.
12: Right. But there are very yeah. few and we're going to need to trust each other and we're going to need, we're, we're going to need to play well and we're going to need some luck. We cannot afford uh friendly fire incidents. So... God, Let's just
1: imagine it, yeah. being so annoying that the most divorced man ever to walk the planet, like just one of the and just one of the worst fucking people in the world. It's like ah, this guy's fucking annoying. Like, because Elon is like puts up with a lot of fucking. Like, I don't even know if he puts up with it. He thinks those people are cool, like cat turd and fucking. <clears throat> like uh, for a while, he thought Matt Taibbi was cool and um, the guy that wrote that San Francisco book. Fucking Bumblejack was on that call, fucking Vivek was on that call. Imagine being more annoying. Having anyone in the world think that you were more annoying than those people. Even even if it is apartheid Clyde who thinks that you're more annoying than those people, this has gotta this has gotta really sting. This has gotta really sting. We got another clip from this.
6: Is there any chance of you two guys becoming buddies again? I don't think they ever were buddies.
1: uh, Elon couldn't make friends with anybody normal. And then he couldn't even make friends with Brett Weinstein. I don't know. There's a whole lot of fucking, whole lot of weirdo shit going on here. A whole lot of insufferable people not liking each other going on here. This is, this is what I'm here for. I love this shit. It's another Christmas gift.
12: I'm open, but Sam has to clean up his mess. He,
1: he did not, Oh, this is about sam harris no i sam harris doesn't like him either sam harris is fucking insufferable too
12: anything in reserve he challenged heather and my credibility
1: in our own fields and then he- i don't think he challenged your credibility i think sam harris said that you don't have any anymore he used to think that you did i think he was wrong in the beginning when he thought that you were credible also your field is evolutionary biology and you haven't pre- done anything in that field since you. He- quit teaching you're a talk show host now sir that's a fine thing to be i'm a talk show host but i'm just saying this guy's not an evolutionary biologist right he has a degree in evolutionary biology a phd no less and that's an accomplishment but, but an evolutionary biologist i if somebody says i'm an evolutionary biologist i'm like oh would you do at work today they're like i interviewed an anti-vaxxer i'm like does that make doesn't that make you a talk show host he
12: turned out to be wrong and refused to acknowledge it, which I consider, um, unless there is some extraordinary explanation for that, I consider that to be evidence of profound cowardice
1: and intellectual dishonesty. What if what if he just thinks you're the one who's wrong? Listen, I don't like either of these fucking people, but I, I would imagine that if you... <clears throat> ask Sam Harris about it, he'd be like, I think Brett's wrong and will not admit that he's wrong. That's what they both think the same thing about each other because they're both egomaniacs.
12: Now, what what Sam has to do to find his way back is to recognize his error and to own up to it. And I wouldn't mind hearing how it is he got there, but pretending that he had it right that I guessed correctly based on evidence that really pointed in the other direction. And it was just what? the accumulation later of evidence that turned out to make my position
1: seem prescient when in fact. It- so he's only talking about the COVID stuff and on the COVID stuff, Sam Harris was just like, I think that the people who have studied virology and public health are probably more likely to be right than other people. And that's generally my position on it, too.
12: I had been foolish. That's
1: nonsense. That is not a robust thought. And what's more, you can. Yeah, you don't need to. You don't get to have robust. If you're like a, Sam is also a talk show host. He has a degree in um, neuroscience. Uh, I'm a talk show host. I have a degree in political science. So I don't get to have really robust thoughts about virology and public health. Public health and political science may intersect in some ways because it's like political communication, essentially. But I haven't done shit, man. I did like network security analysis and, um, uh, and I, you know, then I was a, a sysadmin for a while and then I was like reselling network equipment and doing network installation. And then now I do this. And so I really don't get to have robust thoughts on fucking virology and neither does, neither does Brett and neither does Sam. The difference is that surprisingly enough, Sam Harris and I sort of have the same position is that we're not really the ones who are going to have robust thought about this and we're going to defer to the experts. Are the experts going to get it wrong? Yeah, sure. Sometimes, but there are mechanisms in science. Some of them are broken. Some of them need, uh, need work. Some of them are and many of them work fine. And uh, it, it all it all works itself out. And if you would have followed the um, advice of public health experts, you would have mostly been pretty good. Some of it was incorrect, but it was incorrect only insofar as it, as it would have inconvenienced you. That this is garbage because he refuses to talk to me about it.
12: And there's a reason for that. It would be very embarrassing if he deployed that argument and I got to respond. So it requires me not to be in the room in order for him to say stuff like that. So, um, I would love it. Yeah, Sam I'd love would clean to see up his
1: mess, but I'm not expecting it. I would love to talk to Brett and it would be embarrassing for him because I don't even claim to be an expert and I would, he'd be like, oh, this and that. Now I'm an evolutionary biology expert and whatever. I'd be like, "When was the last time you published when was the last time you did any evolutionary biology to, uh, to the extent that evolutionary biology is the right field even to examine vaccines and public health i'd be like well that's great what, do, what are you doing he's like oh i um, you know i've been talking about it i've been like oh me too so we do the same thing <laughs> it would he, it wouldn't go well that's why he won't talk to somebody like sam cedar um nobody like Dave just anybody who's going to be skeptical of his claims, he won't talk to them either. And Sam won't. I think Sam doesn't want to talk to Brett because I think he's finally, it took him long enough. He decided that Brett is a fucking charlatan. I don't know what to tell you. So I got three more here. This one's real quick. It's uh, it's old beef and benzos. Jordy Pete, uh, he's actually going to review uh, a t-shirt. Um, obviously, you'll see this and you'll realize this is a joke, but it's a
14: funny joke.
4: Well, I think it's, I think, you really want to know what I think?
14: Yeah, man, I'd I'd love to know what you think. I think it's revenge
4: against God for the crime of being. That's really what I think. Hmm. It's Cain.
8: Right, and it's just supposed to be a funny shirt. My friend made it.
4: What if I take
0: him out in the field and beat him to death? (laughs) How
8: do you feel about
4: that? Nah, don't do that.
1: Oh, I was like, should I put that in red light? But again, there was just I slow news week, so I had to put that in the regular part of the show. And we got uh, we got this here. This is um, this is pretty funny. I love it when uh, love it when the most popular podcaster in the world just totally gets it wrong and then like tries to backpedal. Yeah. Here's that uh, Joe Rogan and his guest, whoever the fuck it is, uh, attributing, attributing something that Donald Trump said uh, to Joe Biden and then trying to like basically uh, make excuses for what they've done. Well, you know, there's people that voted for Biden that are doing it now. They're, yeah. they're like, I, what did
2: I do? Right. <laughs> what did I choose? Like, I, how is this guy?
16: Yeah. You just can't listen to an interview or he's saying some of the stuff he says that just makes no sense at all. It's like you, you can't listen to those interviews and feel like you made a good decision.
6: I, I don't know how did you did. You hear
9: what he said like yesterday or a couple days ago? He's talking about the Revolutionary War. He's like one of the reasons why we lost the Revolutionary War. One of the problems with the Revolutionary War was they didn't have enough airports. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen that? I saw. That. Like what? That? The like hell? pull him. It's <laughs> crazy. If you were if you had any other job and you were talking like that, they would go, hey, you're done. A few moments later,
11: the same stable genius who said the biggest problem we had in the Revolutionary War is we didn't have enough airports. (laughs) Whoa.
1: (laughs) So did you hear that, Joe? He didn't say that the problem was that we don't have enough airports. He said the same stable genius who said that the problem with the Revolutionary War is that we don't have enough airports so uh oopsie oopsie yeah that's it whoa right, just, <laughs> what? Just, like it drives me crazy this these people he, what does he have to do all day but his show this is what he does this is all he does it's all he does he doesn't do anything else it's his job for for the record is that <laughs> fake it's
12: not fake but he was referencing trump saying that
4: Here's what Trump's saying in 2019. Oh. Donald Trump said something about that. He didn't say G- Jesus. He said a stable genius, and that's where the, oh. the
16: transcription... Well, let me hear what it says. What did he say? <clears throat> in June of
11: 1775, the Continental Congress created a unified army out of the revolutionary forces encamped around Boston and New York and named after the great George Washington commander-in-chief, The Continental Army suffered a bitter winter of Valley Forge, found glory across the waters of the Delaware, and seized victory from Cornwallis of Yorktown. Our Army manned the airport; it ran the ramparts, it took over the airports it did everything it had to do oh okay
2: yeah, yeah. so you fucked up
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah he did
16: but i feel like oh you, like, you can tell too it sounds like a little different uh, he's like you he could tell he like messed up his words but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I
1: don't know. To
0: go over the airport <laughs>
16: well that's the thing about funny. that's the but thing about media these days it's like right you, you gotta know. look into
1: it <laughs> that's the thing about media these days motherfucker you that joe is the media you don't get to simultaneously be the number one podcaster in the world and then not be the media. <laughs> oh, they Their tone was a little bit different uh, when it turned out that they were just wrong. It wasn't that Joe Biden made the same mistake as that Joe, uh, like, like kind of inarticulately or whatever, made fun of Trump for what he said before. <sighs> Got one more. Everybody, here's James O'Keefe. James O'Keefe, since he uh, left Project Veritas, he's... um he's kind of living his best life. Let's be honest here. And after this, we're going to go into red light.
10: We were good. We were cold. Kind of dream that can't be sold. We were right till we weren't built a home and watched it burn Mm, I didn't want to leave I didn't want to lie started to cry but then remembered I I can
6: us at the james o'keefe after party 8 p.m tonight james also goes on the amfest stage tomorrow morning at 10 a.m <laughs> Followed by our
1: very- i mean at least he's having fun right he always wanted to do musical theater and that's what he's doing so i guess that's the podcast uh everybody if you're listening on spotify apple Podcasts, or whatever head on over to patreon.com slash echoplex you can get it for free um, you just download the audio or the video Uh, live viewers, uh, thanks for, uh, toughening out, toughing it out on yet another night of, uh, rough roads here on the information superhighway, though it is not the same problem as before. I think it's just everybody's home for, um, Christmas and watching Netflix and congesting the network because the problem we were having before was much more significant. Um, should, uh, not be the same problem tomorrow. And, uh, this will probably be the last regular episode of the Plex for the year. So, uh, Thanks everybody who listens to the podcast and watches on YouTube, that kind of thing. And, um, with that, this is, uh, a boomers by Periscope. And, uh, I usually would have to change the color of my lights, but I don't have to do that. So I'm just going to change the contents of my beverage and, uh, we'll be back with red light. Uh, don't, don't go anywhere or I don't know. You can leave if you want. I don't care. It's free country for now.